This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looking for something to do after Halloween is over? Are you into the strange, bizarre, and unusual? On November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, the Strange Realities Conference is coming back to Nashville, Tennessee and streaming online. Come join us for three days exploring mysteries, supernatural, the occult, weird history, and more. Featuring lectures, presentations, and workshops by Tim Banal, Zach Hunt, Shelslin Vance, Bryn Collier, Tobias Whalen, Brent Raines, Joshua Cutchin, Kiki Dombrowski, Recluse, Nathan Isaac, Christopher Ernst, Aaron Gullius, David Metcalf, Timothy Renner, Mallory Samwitzki, Soraya Azkap, and special guest Steve Berg as your Master of Ceremonies. Make sure to join us for the fun and informative weekend online and at SIR Nashville November 3rd and 4th and online only November 5th. Tickets are available at strangerealitiesconference.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Sorry uh, uh, to disappoint everyone, but no intense countdown this time because the Facebook gods are giving us some kind of weird copyright strike, or it could be a big scam. Don't want to so, mess with the archons. So, so who knows? Yeah, don't mess with the archons. So, well, welcome. There are, there are a lot of Facebook copyright scams going around saying your page is going to be disabled. Yeah, I, yeah. So I've gotten like three different messages about this in like the last exactly what we've been going through. Yeah, like the last three days, and this one uh, asked me to fill out some kind of form. It looks legit, like it looks like it's from, like it's from Meta, but like I, I noticed that like the word is like request, send your request. And like request has an extra T in it in the scam. middle of request. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah. scam. So it's, it off. it's very possibly a scam. So, all right, guys, welcome back to Spiranormal. This is the last of our the Strange final. Realities preview episodes for the Strange Realities Conference that is coming up November 3rd through the 5th. And that's November 3rd and the 4th in Nashville, Tennessee, and November 5th online. And it looks like we're, we're getting up to like seven views on here. That's one more than I thought we were going to get right. to. So congratulations. Um, so we have the last pair, the last but not least uh, triumvirate on here uh, that is going to be speaking on November 5th. And these are the online only portions of the conference, which is just as important as the, as the entire conference. We are really happy to have you guys uh, do this since we're doing this a little different this year, as we've said before, but um, welcome. I wanted to, we have Michael Hughes. Yo, yo. Timothy Renner. Hello. 
and Soraya Askath. Hey. All right. Nice to see you, Soraya. I see there's a special guest peeking in. Yeah. <laughs> Who else do we have? What other yeah. strange familiar? <laughs> Scratch, who won't look at the camera. Welcome, Scratch. First time guest on Casparanormal. <laughs> yeah, first first time guest. All right, guys. So basically, we're going to talk about what you guys are going to be presenting at Strange Realities Conference. So welcome. Um, so I guess uh, what we will do is we will just kind of, as we've done before, we will, uh, Mike, we can uh, start with you, like what you're going to be presenting. And um, I'm actually going to pull up the conference schedule here while uh, while you're talking, and then we can tell everybody when you guys... I think you guys are presenting all three on top of each other, I think. But don't quote me completely on that. I don't, I don't present on top of other people. So. Yeah. <laughs> I need I at least like, like two two feet of personal space. So. Like on each other's shoulders in a big trench coat? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I am presenting. I, I kind of went back and forth a lot on this, um, but I've had a lot of people interested in uh, ma magical practices, but they don't quite know what that is or what that entails, how to get started. So uh, what I'm going to be presenting is like, hey, how do I begin practicing magic? Just real simple steps without having to join some group or pledge yourself to Satan or some entity or so, you know, ridiculous crap like that. Just how any person who's interested in magic can just start doing things, doing little rituals, uh, divination, that sort of thing. Divination, uh, obviously it's my big thing is tarot, but I'm going to talk about other systems that are, you know, pretty easy to pick up. They might take a lifetime to really master, like the I Ching um, geomancy, which I, I started messing around with a few years ago and just completely has blown my mind. Um, so talking about uh, divination as like an entry to doing uh, to having a magical practice uh, and the various thing, the various forms of divination that people might want to pick up. And then just some basic stuff like working with candles, uh, changing your atmosphere with sound, with incense, uh, things like that, multi-sensorial ways, essentially ways of changing your consciousness to reach altered states of consciousness, not necessarily with uh, substances. Um, but just with by doing rituals, uh, by making changes to your environment, and therefore like changing yourself. Because ultimately, I believe like the practice of magic. Yeah, it's great if you need a job and you use magical techniques to get a job. But really, ultimately, I think magic is all about like making yourself a better person which then ripples through the rest of your life. So it's not going to be completely based around um, just doing magical acts to get things done, but just becoming a magical person, like incorporating, uh, incorporating small acts of magic into your life, but without having any 
but in an ecumenical way, a way that's not, oh, you have to believe this, you have to believe that. I think people could practice magic even if they don't believe in spirits or paranormal uh, abilities and things like that. Like you could just do these things as a psychological exercise and you'll still get benefits from it. Although, you know, I really think there are such things as spirits or at the very least, if you believe and act as if spirits exist, the universe responds in that way. So long story short, you want to do magic. You're not sure how to approach it. That's what I'm going to talk about. Give people some pointers to get started and may, then maybe some directions they might want to take it. Awesome. Yeah, we really like having the, the practical and experience-based experience stuff at Strange Realities, too, in addition to all the heady research. Uh, so that'll that'll be really cool for Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, for me, it's, you know, the, there's there's armchair occultism, there's armchair Fortiana, there's armchair, all this stuff that we do. But, you know, you really want to get down and get get your hands dirty and and. and and do do things so i i always try to bring some practical practical things people can just listen to the talk and then you know when things are over go out go and try it and see how it works awesome we look forward to that okay and what time will that be adam um yeah mike you uh michael so keep in mind guys this is i have this um on central time but to uh, so adjust accordingly to Eastern time. So 2.30 to 3.30 Central time on Sunday, November 5th. So that would be obviously 3.30 to 4.30 uh, your time, Mike. Yep, perfect. Uh, yeah, everybody that's actually, I didn't, I didn't mean to do this, but everybody that's actually speaking that day is all on Eastern time. But, but I <laughs> put it on Central time, put the schedule on Central time anyway, so... Well, that's because if we were on Central Time, we'd probably be there live. Well, I mean, I, that, I, I, I guess so. We'd <laughs> be closer. You, 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 <laughs> well, you yeah. guys will be live, but. <laughs> right, but it may, in person. In person. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So that is, uh, yeah. And what, it, cool thing about that Sunday, actually, that I said this last week, too, that. Uh, the the time is going to change um, yeah. that night, so we're actually you actually get an extra hour. So that's actually going to be an, an extra. Strange realities a, adds an extra hour to your life. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be a, that's going to be an extra hour to party at the hotel that that night. That's so. right. Oh wow! So it's it also Guy Fox Day. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but uh, <laughs> I think there's mm. mentioned that remember, last remember astrological stuff going on too, if I'm not mistaken, but. Yeah, probably probably a ton of it. All right, Mr. Renner. Yes, sir. What are you going to be talking about? The Marian apparition at Fatima. Cool. From 1917, and I will hopefully be presenting it as um, from the paranormalist perspective. I am Catholic, but it will be. I'll try not to linger too much on that but i want to look at it as uh what it was and how it is like other paranormal accounts and how it is not as well the big one 
That'll be cool. It was. So it was. Audience, a audience, perspective. Of a, audience the size of a Super Bowl crowd uh, witnessed those events. Almost everybody in the audience saw something. Uh, very few people saw nothing. But, uh, you know, there were some that, that saw saw nothing. But the, the vast majority of people there, like literally almost everyone there, saw something. And uh, we're talking atheists, Jewish people, non-believers of all sorts, Catholics, other Christians, et cetera, et cetera, Muslims. Uh, they all saw something. And I will, for those who heard my uh, story, we covered it on Strength Familiars. For those of you who heard that, I will be bringing new information to this. Uh, nice. I uncovered something, some uh, information pre-Fatima, well, pre the apparitions of Fatima. Fatima is the place. Pre-1917, pre, I think it's pre-1900, the information I'm bringing to this. I have to do a little bit more research on it, but uh, so I will be bringing some new stuff to the table. Yeah, I'm sure of that. I mean, and with strange realities, even if anyone's talking about a, an a event or case that uh, you're already familiar with, our speakers always bring something new uh, to the table, some kind of unique perspective, some way of thinking about the stuff that you haven't done yet. So I'm sure it's going to be great, Tim. Tim, is this, best. Th this is something that has to do with other events at Fatima itself? It is a... There, so there was another apparition at Fatima uh, hmm. long before the famous ones. Hmm. Hmm. Really? Which I've never heard uh, many people talk about. I've, I've actually only heard one other person talk about it, which is where I got my information. Yeah, I've never heard that mentioned. Yeah. yeah which is a completely new one on me, too. Yeah, very, very interesting that there awesome. will be more than one apparition there. Well, thanks uh, for bringing that to Strange Realities. What, Tim, you, you know, I mean, I know you're doing the, the flower path right now, and I'm kind of mm -hmm. slowly getting caught back up with that now. Um, but what what got you into looking at those like Marian apparitions specifically? What what started interesting you in that? Um, I mean, without hitting everybody over the head with my my life story, um, I had uh, one rather major uh, miracle in my life, which um, literally a doctor who was had no reason to, to say it was uh, anything but. And in fact, I believe she was a non-believer. Um, uh, she looked me in the eyes after my son who was supposed to have died. It's a very, very long story. I'll cry if I tell it. And uh, I asked her like what happened because she had pretty much told us he was going to die upon birth. And uh, she just looked me right in the eyes and shrugged and said, miracle turned on her heels and walked away. Um, I had been given the news uh, about his condition, you know, a well, uh, short, short time into the pregnancy. And the only thing I could call on was the, my, you know, Catholic upbringing. I just remembered one prayer. I wasn't attending church at the time. And I just started saying the Hail Mary, like a mantra all the way through. And, uh, that was the beginning beginning of it, and that was you know decades ago now. But uh, more recently, I became interested in in uh, the apparitions, and I was doing the research for the Fatima episodes on strange familiars, and I discovered this Garbandal apparition in Spain. Uh, totally different apparition; it just happened to be covered in the same book I was using to research Fatima, and I became fascinated with it and. 
one of the things that was happening in that apparition is the tears were holding up holy medals for the apparition to kiss. Um, I I thought I have to get one of these, and I found I found one, and someone sent to me, and it arrived in a package. Uh, my wife was across the kitchen. We have a pretty big old kitchen, old house. She's doing dishes. I got the mail. She's got back to me. By the way, she's not Catholic. She's completely I tear open the envelope immediately as I tear it open. I hear her go, ooh, flower, ooh, roses, like that. And it, the kitchen had just filled up with a scent of roses, which is a, a uh, one of the signs of Mary, certainly. And uh, that kind of hit me over the head. And, and combined with a few other little things that had been happening, uh, sent me back to church. So that's the end. Yeah, it kind of was cutting in and out there for just a bit, but I think I got the the, the gist of the story. Yeah, um, I was able to catch it. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, it was... Oh, it you, was you were breaking was, up, Tim. It was buffering. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what came through. You're still breaking up. Am I? Well, not now that you're not talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the devil doesn't want me to tell the story. So. You so now you're not breaking up. Only logical explanation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, have you about any of the other um, apparitions? Have you made any like conclusions as to what the nature of this is, or is it what? what um, thoughts on what? What's your thoughts on the like like these in general? And I mean, I know some of them are. Accepted by the Catholic Church. I mean, you have like some really, you have like three or four different categories. Yeah, yeah. Garb and all, the, the one that, that I'm currently uh, devoting a lot of research and time to, has not been approved and, and may never be approved. We'll see. That doesn't mean strange things didn't happen. Uh, very, very strange things happen around these. And if, so, you know, I'm coming from the paranormal so I'm looking at this as as paranormal accounts, and what's happening around these things are you know poltergeist activity and the the buzzing sounds associated with you know UFO stuff and uh, strange lights in the sky and even in uh, Fatima, it's not talked about hardly at all. But there was a sighting of a big creature, you know, uh, around the same time. One of the seers saw a big big old monster. So you, you, this stuff comes together in some way and whether it's uh you know these marian apparitions that that have this religious aura or this you know religious tapestry uh, you know i don't want to say draped over them because i believe they are it's there but you could look at it as a paranormalist and say these have the trappings of catholicism say but there's also all these other elements that happen in paranormal stuff they're, they're fraught with uh, paranormal activity right so they're, they're very very interesting you know, to me coming at it from a, you know, a dual sort of uh, points, you know, I'm looking at both ways, but you could certainly separate the Catholicism out of it and have incredible, awesome paranormal accounts with these. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to, um, I talked to Josh about this like several years ago and he, you know, of course, you know, Josh was talking about kind of like the fairy, 
but there's a lot of like kind of fey like qualities in some of these uh, some of these apparitions and some of these encounters i mean do you have any kind of like thoughts on that if you are a hammer everything looks like a nail josh (laughs) (laughs) um no between you and mr cutchin no 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 i love josh Certainly, certainly there are elements of that with it. And certainly there are elements of, you know, UFO stuff. But, you know, I've likewise, yeah. I've seen Fatima dismissed as, you know, simply a UFO account. And it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it has elements of that, certainly. But there, there's a, you know, if you listen to the witnesses and, and what they say and what they saw, it's not exactly a UFO account. It's, it's a, it's its own thing. It's a very strange thing, you know, whether you want to believe what the what the messages were or believe the religious content i'm not trying to force that on anybody but it is something weird happened there something very very weird happened there and it's more than just a normal you know ufo thing wait there are normal ufo things (laughs) (laughs) i stand corrected (laughs) well you know it's a question that um you know i don't think i've heard anybody else ask is on some of these other um, whether they're accepted by the church or not, any of these other apparitions, these these accounts and these happenings, um, were there was there any other kind of like sky phenomenon reported in any of these? Garmandal, there had a, a a light associated with it. They called it the Star on the Mountain. Um, the others, you know, it really it's a matter of digging in. The problem is a lot of these happened so long ago. There isn't other information. One of the things I'm trying to do is get UFO reports from the 1960s. That's when Garbandal happened in Spain and see what corresponds there. I have a feeling that they're there if I can just find them and other, you know, other paranormal accounts as well. It's just language barrier. And, you know, where do you go for that research? Who who was recording that stuff in Spain in the 1960s, et cetera. That's the stuff I need to find. But my, my suspicion and my gut tells me along with these other accounts, there were, there were other odd things happening. Uh, you know, I, it wasn't an apparition account, but a, an account of crying statues that happened in, uh, in Virginia in the 1990s. Uh, it was about six months of uh, pretty weird stuff going on in a church down there. But these, the people that were experiencing the crying statues were also experiencing sky phenomena and other stuff. It's just, you know, was it recorded as paranormal activity or was it recorded as, as something else? But uh, I, I'm confident that there's other stuff going on around these apparitions. It, it wasn't just Fatima and Garbandal that had these these other elements to it. Do you guys have any any insight on on this, or like any like questions about it, or? You're asking me. I'm sorry. I sort of blanked. Oh, like either Soraya or, or Mike. Oh, oh. Uh, not offhand. I mean, I was a Catholic boy, so uh, I've always been fascinated by it. My only Marian apparition was um, in a uh, washcloth in the shower when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, it's just, I mean, it sounds kind of glib and crass, but I was taking a shower. I was probably like 16 years, 15, 16. And I looked over in the corner of the shower and there was this crumpled up washcloth with like a floral pattern on it. And it looked like a woman holding a baby. Wow. So being the Catholic boy that I was, I'm like, holy shit, it's the, <laughs> it's the Virgin Mary. And the weird thing was I used to, you know, I had a big boom box. I would take in the bathroom with me 
um, and it was playing the local rock station. And just as I was thinking that, um, Let It Be by the Beatles came on. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to oh, me. Wow. And I was flipped out. <laughs> but wow. the, the, the funny follow. So I, 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 so, you know, I dried off and got dressed and I'm like, Mom. Brian, my brother Brian, I'm like, there's a there's a Virgin Mary in the washcloth, and my and my brother says, I saw that too. Ooh. So we we go rushing in the bathroom with my mom, and I took a picture. I still have like the Polaroid photo of it, and it looks wow. like a w woman holding a baby, and um, and then I I told my mom, I'm like, we should charge people to, you know, <laughs> come in here. She's like, no, the shower's too dirty. <laughs> so so all I have is. Oh, I was this Polaroid photo, you know, but it was like that was my Marian apparition, and I'm sticking yeah. with it, you know. It was, hey. it was wild. Huh. Sounds personal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who had that washcloth before I who th threw it in the corner. W w what part of their body they might have been touching it with? Uh, but it, it was it just the floral pattern and the the way the cloth sort of folded over. It was like wild i mean wow. truly pareidolia but virgin you know you might say pareidolia i say the virgin mary yeah hey i mean and there's you, you know with these apparitions there's private rev revelation and public revelation things that are meant for individuals and things that are meant for the public and that's a big thing that the the church tries to discern with this stuff um i you know kind of respectfully stay out of the the approved versus non-approved to me it's just when they're that's, approved, they're approved. Oh, yeah, that's great. But otherwise, they're still really, really interesting accounts. You know, that's interesting. I hadn't heard of that, Tim. So, like, the church may not necessarily discount something, but they'd say that that was probably just a private thing. It wasn't necessarily yes. intended to be yep. a, a, a miracle that's promoted through the church for everybody. Yeah, and in fact, there. I mean, if people are to believe, private revelations are a lot more common than like. I've just speaking with people at church and stuff. They're like, yeah, you know, this person has, you know, seen the Virgin Mary and, you know, it's like, wow. Like, it's like, wow. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think they allow for private revelation. You know? That relationship to sainthood is, is um, like, so if, if there's more um, public miracles, that's, is that a, a, does that create a positive relationship to like someone being a saint? So, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, the sainthood is going to come with a lot of a lot of uh, research role. into the person's life. They're going to take they're going to take into account everything that person has ever written. So, right. I'm going to say I, I have very little chance myself. <laughs> that uh, oh my goodness, um, sorry <laughs> about that. Silence my phone, and then that happened. Um, so yeah, they take into account everything the person's ever written. They take into account. Uh, you know, sort of everything they've they've done that people can say. Um, if they have, if there are miracles attributed to them in life, that will go into the the uh, you know the consideration. However, they need two miracles after they've died uh, to be a saint. So they need to be once they're they're um, uh, declared venerable. I think so. There's three stages. There's uh, venerable. There, well, servant of God, venerable, beatified, and then saint. So, I think it's once once you're declared venerable, then you need two miracles, approved, church approved miracles. So, like, how do you have miracles after you're dead? 
I'm sorry? How do you have miracles after you're dead? So somebody has incurable cancer or something, they 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 pray and um, they they pray to this person, whoever you know is considered uh, venerable, and they okay. are healed, and they go to a doctor, and the doctor says, D -d -d "Whoa, what happened?" You know, and okay. then the Catholic Church will investigate, and if they determine it a miracle, they will credit that to the intercession of that saint. So that would be one miracle. Was it uh, that uh, Maxim Furrer talks about that that coal mining disaster? The guy stuck down to the bottom of that mine, and they said that they saw John the Twenty Third. Wasn't that mm -hmm. something that was a tribute, a miracle that was attributed to him? That was one of the two he was already dead by that yeah. point. Yeah, that was one of the two. I think they they brought when they were doing his the research on him. I think that was one of the things they brought to the uh, to the Vatican, the, the council what a, or whatever. What a cool job, man! Being the saint investigator or the you know yeah yeah the, the yeah. apparition investigator like it's wild and and it's so expensive that like that's why um uh like mother mary lang from from uh baltimore could be mm -hmm. a saint but it's so expensive to get done not that the catholic church charges but all this research and flying back and forth to italy and so forth and it's it's really really expensive process Who does that stuff tim is it like uh there's probably academic wing of it too but then is there like priests and investigator priests they will assign somebody on each side of the atlantic if it's someone in america for instance they'll assign they'll have a person that's sort of in charge of you know managing the process over here and then one in italy okay and it's uh the postulator will be in italy the vice postulator will be in america and they will you know, it's really the vice postulator is collecting all the information and doing all this, and then they have to send it to the postulator and so forth. So, yeah, it's a real, like, intense process. It's hardly anybody just gets bumped in. Must get martyred. <laughs> <laughs> Skip to the head of the line. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a whole group of saints in Mexico from the, yeah, what was that? War that was in the 1920s, there was this like anti clerical mm -hmm. movement in Mexico, and a lot of the like priests that were killed mm -hmm. maybe some of them were non priests, but they, the, I think they, they, they sainted them like on mass. And I think that yeah. was something that John Paul II did, yeah, yeah, you, they were considered martyrs, yeah. If you get martyred, you're you're in. So you don't you don't have to perform any miracles. You just if I don't believe so. I think you're. I think it's automatic. I think you go right. right. Interesting. Get of line. Interesting. No thanks. <laughs> now let me say a caveat. I might be wrong on any of these. <laughs> I'm doing my best to to represent yeah. the Catholic Church here, but I, I do not, in fact, represent the Catholic Church. Yeah, so yeah. we'll give that disclaimer to. first. But but it sounds yeah. like it'll be fascinating, for sure. Well, I think they're pretty serious, right? I mean, they're pretty serious about like that they have to meet this criteria and oh, it has yeah. to be, it has to be considered valid. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, so there's a very mo there's like now I think a much more modern approach to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm, like I said, it's, it's really intense research. Like, and I, I had the uh, vice postulator for uh, blessed Solanus Casey on the flowered path. And he was telling me like, they thought they had everything in order, and then here somebody discovered a bunch of letters that he had written that they had, and then they all you know almost starting over again. They have to enter these letters into the you know into the process, and 
they have to all be looked at and going over with a fine tooth comb and make sure everything he said was in, you know, in line with the church and all that. Yeah, Sam, I'm really looking forward to your presentation. I think that that's one second. Be- I have to deal with something. No problem. <laughs> well, while you're dealing with that, we'll go to you. It's, it's the church. It's the church calling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble. It's, it's, it's the chief uh, postulator. Uh, <laughs> Holy Inquisition is still. <laughs> go over I, you. I, I actually, the information report, out uh, there. They've, they've, they've said I'll, I'll never be a saint now. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, yeah. Uh, so, Tim, you're actually finishing us up on that Sunday night, that Sunday evening, 4.50 to 5.50 Central Time. And of course, for you, 5.50 to 6.50. So um, you are going to be the last one with the with that presentation on Fatima. All so right. really looking forward to that. Uh, we'll go over to you, Soraya, what you're going to talk about at Strange Realities. Yeah, what am I going to talk about at Strange Realities? That, that, I mean, that's a mystery. It's usually a mystery because I don't plan things to the last minute. Um, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take the notes from the other book I was working on, uh, which people mistake for a theory of everything paranormal type of thing, but it's more of a multiverse of paranormal. Uh, it's showing how different things can be caused or, or similar looking things can be caused by different, uh, different things. Uh, so like ghosts, for example, could be uh, emotional residue, kind of the stone tape theory, but they could also be actual ghosts or they could be some kind of co-created spirit that, that we're creating uh, from energy. Um, so it's, I, I took a lot of notes, didn't really work much in the book cause everyone wanted the autobiography, but I think I'm just going to take some of those notes and, uh, put it down to, to a talk from that. And cool. it'll be exploring the different ways to look at this stuff, uh, and the different factors that play into having a paranormal experience. Um, and I think it's a mistake to try and find one thing that causes these experiences because it's not one thing. It can be a constellation of different factors uh, as well as completely different sources that look similar to our perspective. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's definitely a we definitely share that either and perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have EVPs and when you get actual good EVPs, I'm not talking about the ones that just sound like and they're like, oh, you hear that? It's like, yeah, it sounds like static. Good job. Um, when you get ones that are actually clear and stuff, it's like, okay, so is that coming from a spirit? Certainly a possibility. Is the investigator projecting onto that tape or recorder? Um, or is there something else going on? I mean, there's there's numerous possibilities. Is there a spirit channeling through the person who's then projecting onto the tape? Um, and it could be all three, depending on the situation. Can you make some models and diagrams of, of that? I think I think that'd be pretty wild looking. I have n- I, I I don't don't have that skill set. Okay. 3D. I would like a 3D clay model of yeah <laughs> of your cosmo- cosmology. Also, yeah. who's who's the multiversal version of me? I want to. I, I, maybe I don't want to meet him. I don't know. Let me think about that. He's a saint. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Soraya, are you incorporating any any of the time aspects in there too? Like some probably Morgo kind of stuff. I, I I usually end up there. So, but yeah, it's and, and like I said, I still have to go through all my notes. Um, 
that I made for the book and just kind of lay them out a little bit. But it, it, it is basically looking for the commonalities in how these experiences happen and the variation of, of things that, that cause them. So environment yeah. is one. Some people are just more sensitive. Sometimes when you put those two things together, you get bigger experiences. Um, you know, the, the prevalence of lights, poltergeist activity, uh, things like that, that kind of work their way through all of this stuff. Even though it's a work in progress, thanks for you know sharing this with the Strange Realities audience. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah, know, that's cool. But is there any any kind of timeline for eventually when the book might might be released? I still don't have the auto, first volume of the autobiography done, so no. Okay, cool. I'm so hoping to have that out by early next year at the latest. Okay, that's not too bad. Well, you'll hear about it first at Strange Realities. Well, no, I'm talking about the autobiography, not the new book. First volume of the autobiography? Yeah, it only goes to 1996. 1996? Yeah, it's a log book. How long is the next one going to be? I don't know. <laughs> so are you working on like three books right now? I am. Well, I'm not doing the second volume of the autobiography yet. Okay. Um, so I got up to about 1996 and I looked at how many words I had and went, oh, I don't want this to be a Josh length booked because <laughs> it would have pushed probably 800 pages if i went up to the present oh, wow so i was like okay i'm just gonna stop here and that way it gets put out um and then i'll see how far i get on the next one before it gets too long because honestly i don't you know i mean i don't remember so much stuff and as i go through my notes it's like oh that was interesting that was interesting that was interesting and it all kind of flows together um like the paranormal stuff is not separate from the other stuff going on in my life. And I think that's a, a very important thing for people to realize. But uh, the artwork's done and uh, the book is mostly done. I have one, I think one more chapter to write uh, that I didn't have notes for, which is right up to the point where I come up, to, uh, start making notes. And then I just got to go over it again and fill it all out a little bit. Um, it probably makes some corrections or take out things I talk about more than once because I've been writing it for years. Do you have a working title for it? I think uh, I think it's just going to go under the Where Did the Road Go name and okay. then just have a more specific subtitle. Cool. Okay. Because when, when Matt Festa did the artwork, he kept bugging me for a title. And finally, he just threw Where Did the Road Go on there uh, just to show me what it would look like. And I went, actually, that actually looks really good. Maybe maybe I should go with Where Did the Road Go? Because it's recognizable to some degree. And syncretic. So it's going to be Where Did the Road Go, the book. <laughs> sort of. Does it look like a heavy metal album cover? <laughs> uh, you know what it reminds me of is the Awaken the Guardian cover from Fate's Warning. I was going to say it had a Fate's Warning kind of vibe to me. Yeah, 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 and yeah. the funny thing is, Matt Festa had never seen that before. I'm not even familiar with. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Was that the second one? Third one. Yeah, I think I had the first and second, but I don't think okay. I ever had that one. So I, I'm not even. But it just reminded for some reason. It just reminded me of Faith's Warning. Well, it has the same color scheme as the second one in particular, second and okay. third albums. 
So is this mostly like, is it going to be mostly all like kind of like personal experiences or like, are you putting any of your like thoughts about your experiences in there? Like commentary wise to a degree. I mean, for the most part, it's my life experiences. So it's, it's how I got into radio. It's, it's different weird events. It's paranormal stuff. It's just fun stories. It's, it's a combination of everything, but like I said, it all kind of ties together. Uh, and things tend to happen in bursts, both in, you know, normal life and in, in paranormal events. Okay. And then there's going to be another book. There's going to be another book. That's going to be like more about the theory, your kind of theories. Yes. Yes. So that's the one I'm going to be talking about on, on the, on Sunday. Okay. So I'm wow. just going because I don't know how, when I'm gonna get around to writing that, and I want to get some of these ideas out there. So I figured that was a good place to go with it. Yeah. Okay. And this is kind of a more like you know, the multiverse theory about how, like, different the, the, we we may interpret things. Um, we may interpret the same phenomenon as different things, or or phenomenon is the same thing or you know right 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 yeah. just just the 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 constellation of things that can create similar looking phenomena and we think it's all one thing but i think it's quite the opposite and, and i think that's part of the reason we're stuck figuring any of this stuff out is because we're looking for something that fits all of it and there is nothing that fits all of it because some of it is not the same as the other even though it looks the same i think okay. i agree with that you know, you, you, you can make a, a, a live broadcast or you can fake a live broadcast. And they're two different things and they're done very differently. But to someone who doesn't know one's fake, they look the same. All right. He just let everybody in on that. This is a fake broadcast. <laughs> it is. A fake broadcast. We pre-recorded. We pre-recorded this. <laughs> it's all CGI. Yeah. Yeah. AI, AI wrote everything I've said. So. <laughs> no, none, none of us actually exist. We're just. We're, Have we're, you considered making a bingo card for strange realities? <laughs> like I'm, I imagine, like center square is liminal. And then, yes. Yes. And say. Yeah. Yeah. It could get a little too complex with, with, with all the ideas we'd probably get. Yeah, true. It's, it's definitely a strange reality. That's for sure. Well, Soraya, you, uh, like I said, guys, you guys are like, uh, all follow each other. So, Soraya, you're in the middle here. You're 340 to 440 Central Time. That is, uh, of course, 440 to 540 uh, Eastern Time. Okay. So when you are speaking. So, it's going to be basically, Mike, you speak, you're speaking, Soraya, then you're speaking, and then Tim, you're finishing up us up on the, uh, on the 5th. All righty. A power lineup. Yes. It, 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 it is a power lineup. Mm-hmm. It is. Sunday is going to be real fun. You know, I mean, nothing is going to be too much different uh, other than it'll probably be a little smoother for the people just watching online. Uh, but then for everyone in Nashville, they're going to be having watch parties and stuff. Everyone uh, who's staying at the different hotels already talking to each other about doing that. So, mm. so cool. it'll, it'll be a lot of fun for everybody. I mean, I'm sure some will be will be recovering from hangovers from the night before, but <laughs> they can just watch in their hotel room. That's, that's just, right. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> uh, I, I have I have a question, and just just really, Tim, this is just based on something that um, I was listening to your show, 
And uh, this really kind of throws out to all, all of you guys, really. Um, you know, I used to be really into the whole, like, actually, before I discovered where did the road go, Sarah, so you, you helped change my mind on a lot of this. And Tim, you as, you as well. Um, it used to be in the, like the aliens or demons, yeah. aliens or demons camp. And the idea that you could call on the name of Jesus or the name of whatever entity that you, the name of Jesus specifically, and they would go away. Um, and Tim, I, I was listening to one, uh, a young man that was having some of these alien abduction experiences. And I know you've had your own experiences, but uh, you guys were talking about this particular thing. And, you know, um, you were saying that you do see that this does work, but it may not work for the reasons that maybe just like, you know, Christians might say that it works. And I yeah. kind of want to get you, you know, Mike and Sarai, you know, get you guys, you kind of, you guys thoughts on this as well. I mean, I, look, I can stop it. I can stop it with the Hail Mary, yeah. but, but people who are not Christian, Muslims can stop it with Muslim prayers. Jewish people can stop it with Jewish prayers. Wiccans can stop it with, you know, with the pentagrams. So to me, it says it's about belief. It's something about belief. Yeah. It's not, it's not specific to one thing. So what does that mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Um, it, it weirds me out. A lot of this stuff weirds me out that, that I could stop it that way. You know, like, why is that? But is it, it seems like it's particular to me in a sense. Um, if other people can stop it with their beliefs and they don't believe the same thing I do, that's, that, that says something, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it says it's not, it's not there to confirm anyone's religion maybe maybe it's there to maybe it's not allowed to or co-created by us bingo or or maybe it's just about some sort of faith in general and and it, it almost you yeah. know doesn't necessarily matter uh it's spiritual technology it, yeah yeah there you go there you go and you know th this this is the theory that tends to make everyone uncomfortable i think which which are some of the best theories i think if everyone gets uncomfortable then it's like oh it may, and we might be onto something here because you know obviously christians yeah. aren't gonna like it you know catholics love to hear me say the hail mary will stop that but <laughs> once i say but you know these other mm -hmm. things will stop it too mm -hmm. that's what everyone starts getting uncomfortable you know and uh, to me there's something to it there's something something there but what it is i cannot tell you you know mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's certainly um like I, I think surf, I, I like that some sort of spiritual technology or something that that just stops it or can stop it. I, some people told me they've had no luck with it, with whatever their their beliefs are. They said that they've had no luck. Right. Um, so I, I, somebody in the Strange Miller's Discord was saying like, "Well, I don't believe in anything. I'm an atheist." I said, "But there's this stuff still happening to them." He's like, "So I don't know what to do." I said, "You know what? I like if you're open to performing an experiment, say." Tim says, <laughs> just say the Hail Mary like, and see what happens. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it would work or not, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens to that. Well, you know, does somebody, else, Newton or something. does somebody else's belief affect it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, you know, who knows? Cool. Mike or Sarai, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Um, maybe, you know, maybe the atheist can just say in the name of, 
uh, Carl Sagan be gone <laughs> or you know something like that. Um, yeah, it's funny because like I like I said earlier, I was raised Catholic, and even though I'm not a practicing Catholic, I don't really believe anything about the Catholic dogma. When I've had, you know, the couple of times I've had what I consider an entity experience, um, whether that was one of which left a mark on me. So I could say that was a little more than a hallucination. Um, I, I instantly default to the Hail Mary, you know, or the Our Father. It's just weird. But my thought in that, you know, I also, I mean, Buddhists deal a lot with, with sure. spirits yeah. as well. Um, maybe it's just that these prayers or these names just kind of acquire an energy or a power just from the being part of the human psyche and mm -hmm. being just, you know, yeah. like a, like a tulpa almost, but in, mm -hmm. in the name, in, in a name or a certain prayer or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I would love to think that a certain kind of prayer can stop some sort of discarnate being. I, I don't know if it's the case. I've heard just like you said, uh, Tim about people saying they've tried it and it doesn't work. So what happens in those exception cases? Uh, I don't know. Does Jesus yeah. say no? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help you out, sucker. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Good question. I have. I have no real thoughts on that. <laughs> Mike, would you say that um, your Catholic upbringing helped or or, or uh, made you more interested in ceremonial magic when you got? Oh, for that? sure, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was a little kid, when they'd bring out the incense and everyone at church starts coughing, I'm like, bring more of this, man. You know, I like yeah. this stuff. And I still love being in beautiful churches as long as there's not a service going on. <laughs> like I like, I like the vibes. I yeah. like, I like the architecture. I love candles. I love the, the, the ceremonial atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have no doubt that, that, that definitely kept, kept me engaged in wanting to know about not just, you know, not just ritual and magic, but just the paranormal in general. I mean, you know, Catholicism is is you know as we've talked about it's just rife with miracles and weird shit happening and exorcisms and all that stuff yeah, yeah. catholics and orthodox definitely got the vibes yeah. that's for sure uh speaking of demons uh we have one joining us <gasps> oh. Oh. Say, you kept waiting too oh. long with that thing it was a, it is a special guess <laughs> All right. I'm only popping in for like five minutes, not even. I don't want to be a turd in the punch bowl on the conversation, but uh, I said to Adam last night, so I got my presentation figured out. So for the conspiracy normal listeners who are wondering what's going on, uh, we're going to do, it's kind of like an evening of feuds, I'll call, I'll call it. So I'm gonna, in my presentation per se, and hello, everybody. How you doing? So how you doing, Mike? Tim Benal has joined us. Adam, yes. Know. I've been sitting there with a fucking clown mask on for like <laughs> five minutes. So if I, if I sound like I'm just like, ready to get the fuck out of here. Now you know why. Right. So, so we're going to, I'll be doing a one hour or so presentation on Friday night. It's going to be two feuds, two interesting feuds that I've chronicled over the years uh, through coast to coast. Uh, the first one being this dispute, this explosive dispute in the Loch Ness monster research community over the veracity of, Webcam footage, webcam sightings versus 
on-site sightings. There's a lot of passionate feelings in the in the community there, and, and a really weird story, uh, sort of behind how all that went down. And then in the second half of the presentation, I'm going to be talking about this feud. And uh, Tim Renner may be familiar with this. I'm not sure. This uh, feud between some Pennsylvania treasure hunters and the federal government um, uh, back in 2018, the uh, FBI descended upon a state forest in Pennsylvania, uh, ostensibly to look for Civil War gold, uh, this apocryphal treasure of Civil War gold. Uh, they left town, they dug, they, under very suspicious circumstances, and then up and left town and were like, yeah, no, there's no gold there. And the people, the treasure hunters are suing, they've been suing the federal government like nonstop since then to try and get... Mm -hmm them to admit that they found the gold and the more you the more shit that keeps coming out the federal government keeps being forced to hand over more and more paperwork on this thing more and more files and the more files come out the more it's like becoming increasingly clear they, they were definitely looking for this gold and it seems like they may have actually found it so we're gonna explore those two feuds and then at the conclusion after that we're gonna have the 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 third feud the big feud that is uh the special project that i was teasing on uh, last appearance, um, last night, an exhausted Adam and a drunken Banal worked out the logistics of this. Uh, so we're going to be presenting Strange Realities Feud, a family feud style showdown. We're going to need some teams. I'm going to start recruiting teams now. I'll be the host. I get to play Steve Harvey. And uh, we're going to have two teams of five. It's a real version of Family Feud, like real questions that have been on Family Feud. I watch a lot of Family Feud. Every so often, I'm like, whoa, that's a ghost question. Like, holy shit, that was a UFO question. So I started keeping track of these things. So we're going to, they're real family feud, paranormal questions. We're going to have two teams of five each. Um, and that's it. So it's going to be awesah And and uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be as close to family feud as we can possibly get without being sued by Mark Goodson Productions. So <laughs> and right. if get sued, that's great, because I, then I get to depose Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. So I'll like, spend like an afternoon yeah. with Steve Harvey. So. Tim, you were born for this. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work on that mustache, though. Like after my presentation, maybe I'll cut out and just shave everything but the mustache and come back out on stage. Hell yeah. Oh, that's good. Anyway, so that's what's going to be happening Friday night in addition to Serfiel, I believe, is speaking um, and a whole bunch of other folks. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but that's Adam's Adams letting me kind of fuck around here. And so we're going to have a lot of fun. And um, I had visions today that, like, no one's going to want to do this. But we'll just, like, force them, Adam. They better. We'll force them into participating in, that's right. in Strange Realities Feud. All right, guys. So, so that's that's, that's the first. That's that you you guys have heard it first. All of you yes. that are listening live right now. You an evening of feuds. Yeah. So go and sign up, folks. Uh, do. Yeah. We've been saying this for a while. I said it, I pushed it hard uh when I was on. Um Ben All of America's coming back this week. So uh next week we're gonna have Steve Berg on the show and we'll be talking about we'll be pushing the conference there also, but yeah, if you, you, you you're gonna want to see this family feud thing, folks. This is, gonna, this is gonna be a riot. I really think so. It's gonna be really funny. The questions are like crazy, and I think it'll be. I'll I'll bring out the best in the uh, panel. So I think Hell we'll yeah. have a lot of fun. It'll be a cool capper on Friday night to sort of get us uh, get us going into a fun weekend. So that's it. Is there gonna be is there gonna be a a home game uh, like uh, they can play along at home for the online audience? 
Well, the people online, yeah. I mean, if they're in, like in a chat, they can kind of yeah, have their guess. Own, they can answer. Yeah, yeah they can guess yeah. the the thing. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, they can do that. They won't know. Yeah, they won't know the answer. The only people that will know the answers are me and the judge Adam Sane. So that way, I can do like the Steve Harvey move, where like someone will say an answer, then I'll have to like look out to Adam and be like, <laughs> and Adam will be at the table and be like, "To go, it's, it's good, it's good." And I'm like, "Oh, put it on the board." So <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I really can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. So Looking yeah, to that. and I, I, I'm sure you guys are gonna rock it on the stream. I wish, I uh, wish you were down there in Nashville with us. Um, but I'll, I'll try and make extra trouble uh, uh, your honors. All right. Well, thank All you right. so well, much for joining us, Tim. <laughs> thank you, guys. Get back to your serious conversation now. Actually, I enjoy actually enjoy listening to that. I was like, oh shit. What are you, are you welcome to hang out if you want, man. No, no, no. I gotta go. I gotta hold. I don't think shit. we're gonna go too much longer. <laughs> no, I got stuff to do. All right, all right. I'll, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you all later, and I'll see you two, uh, Adam and Serpy. I'll see you in about a week. Yeah. All right. See, see you soon. Later. Peace out. All right, guys. That was the special announcement from Tim Banal. Special. Yeah. Surprised he isn't covering the very vicious conspiracy, normal, strange, familiars feud that we had going on there. Uh, oh yeah, well, yeah. Maybe maybe that will be for the maybe that will be for a future presentation. Are <laughs> uh, you familiar with that story he was talking about? No, I wasn't. I have no clue. It sounds really interesting though. I'm like now I want to go run and dig into it. The treasure one, yeah, that's been a pretty big deal for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a state forest, a Civil War gold. So you, could that possibly be Michelle? Could it be it that? It could be. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Because that's like Southern Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's not far from Gettysburg. So. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been uh, this has been very excellent. And uh, I want to uh, give you guys uh, definitely a chance to uh, talk about where people can find you. Mike, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, everything I do is at michaelmhughes.com and uh, social media, all that stuff, although I'm slowly backing away from social media. It's just become so much of a headache. Feels good to back away, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely hear that. Uh, and, and I mean, you, your, are your, your books still available, correct? Like there's, well, yeah, my, um, the, my magic for the resistance book is out of print. So, uh, if you want a copy of that, get it from Amazon or your bookstore, if they still have a copy and then it is, it is gonna, you know, people start selling stuff like that on the secondhand market and charging all kinds of money for it. Last um, few years, man, I got to tell you, I've seen that thing all around the country at bookstores. It's wow, really cool that's, see big, that's big wild. Stacks of it. Tell, tell my publisher that. <laughs> um, Is there plans I, to do I, another I, printing? Yeah, I, no, they're not going to do another printing, but but the rights have reverted back to me, so I might okay. do like an updated cool. edition, things like that. The one thing I was so excited about, if I could plug one thing, um, uh my, I, I have an online tarot course has been out for a while. I talked about that last appearance, but I'm um, on November 15th, I'm going to be releasing a course on tarot magic. So it's an entire magical system based around the archetypes and symbolism of the tarot. So uh, that, again, you can find all that in my Europe, but I'm like super stoked 
uh, about that, I might give a you know a discount to to people who tune in. So uh, cool. another good reason to tune in. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for the opportunity to talk about. It. Thanks for having me here. Uh, I love yeah. my favorite conference. So absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank we, you. We've, we've had a blast with you. And we want to make sure that people know that you are a part of it because uh, I, I did not mean to, but I left you off the the, the commercial. And so I want people to, to know Michael Hughes is a part of this conference. Yeah, He's on the website. So. All good. All good. <laughs> Are the fiction books still available? Blackwater Lights? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my trilogy. If you like scary stories, yeah. it's that time of year. Um, it's three. It's a trilogy. Um, it's all crazy stuff we all love. Horror, occult, monsters, UFOs. It's all rolled into one, one big story. So, um, yeah, it's f fun reading for this time of year. Awesome. Okay. Excellent. And uh, uh, Timothy Renner. Strangefamiliars.com. That's got links to all my nonsense there, books and my uh, artwork and everything else I do, my music, everything. Links will be at strangefamiliars.com. And then if you want to hear me talk about saints, uh, you can go to theflowerdpath.com. Okay. Which I which I highly um, suggest both. So, Thank and you. another another podcast I highly suggest is Where Did the Road Go? So, Soraya, where people can find you? Where did the road go? Dot com that has links to everything, and of course, if you like heavy music, especially stuff you're not going to hear everywhere else, thelastexit.org, which has an extensive archive of shows. Hurry up and finish your book, too, man. I, want, yeah. I really yeah. want to read that. Books. <laughs> Getting there, finally. Good. Yeah. Definitely when you do it, man, we got we to have you on to talk about that. I'm really sure. curious to read this, for sure. Okay, guys. Well, we are going to give the spiel. Uh, StrangeRealitiesConference.com, coming up November 3rd through the 4th in Nashville, Tennessee, and online only on November 5th. However, the entire conference is online, and you can watch it from home. Uh, you do not have to be at SOR to watch it, but um, if you are in the Nashville area or in Tennessee or somewhere close, please come down and join us in Nashville, Tennessee on November 3rd and the 4th. So uh, this is the final preview episode that we are going to do, guys. This is yep. it. We have covered all the guests, the uh, speakers that we are going to have at the conference. Um, just make that final appeal for you guys to, to get to get your tickets. Remember the way that this works is we have a private Facebook group. And once you get uh, your tickets, you will be put in and you will have to ask to join. But uh, I have a way to to look it up, so it should be not be a problem. And then also, um, so if you have anything that we're missing that you would like to say, no, I'm just really looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, it really helps if you're planning on attending either way. If you get tickets as soon as possible, uh, so we can help cover the cost of this because yeah. it's definitely a labor of love, and uh, we try to stay as far as we can out of the red. But it's pretty hard for something like this. Yeah. And uh, we want to thank you guys that those, those of you that are attending this year, those of you that uh, have attended in the previous years, those of you that have spoken the previous years, it's been been really great. But uh, we have the conference coming up and just to let everybody know if you don't like using Facebook, that's fine. 
we do have an option i will be sending that uh, i will be sending an email out to those people to people that for another option rather than the facebook group so yep. that will be coming out in the next few days um we're probably already by the time this hits the podcast feed otherwise so try to get in that group as soon as possible to um you know to share yeah. your, your verification with us all right i want to thank soraya i want to thank tim tim i want to thank michael hughes for being with us tonight and remember guys go get your tickets and we will see you strange realities conference strangerealitiesconference.com This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.